Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you can always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. That night, my husband and I are sitting in the living room, and he's on his laptop working from the couch, and I answer the phone. I was like, it's the doctor, and she confirms we're pregnant, and I was like, okay, so that's great. We're still pregnant. That's good, and then she's like, I see two embryos, and I think I just blacked out, and I just was like, "Uh uh-huh, so that's good. Is that good? It just was all happening so fast. She was just like, she's like, I'm pretty sure it's twins. We fell to the floor. We couldn't, and that's when I was like, we can't afford them. What do we do? Oh my. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. Today, we have the one and only Sisseni Via Clara. I love her. She's pregnant at the time of this recording with twins. You guys know I'm obsessed with twins. We've done twins as a topic, and guess what? We can never get enough twins. So here we are. We talk about her twin pregnancy, her postpartum depression journey, which you know is near and dear to my heart, how Sissony and her husband Michael differ and are similar in parenting styles, and how the kids reacted to the baby being a girl. Sissony, I think a lot of people know her voice because she's the co-host of Ryan Seacrest's show On Air with Ryan on KISS FM, Los Angeles hit music radio station. She also hosts her own podcast called Twinning with Sissony. 
and he's the co-host of the 9021 OMG podcast with Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling. Her other broadcast credits include San Diego's music stations KHTS Channel 933 and KUSS. Sisney has been a TV correspondent for NBC's CA Live shows, which airs weekdays. She's also filled in, like me, for Kelly Ripa a few times for the nationally televised talk show Live with Kelly and Ryan. Sisney lives in California. She enjoys being a first-time mom to fraternal twins that we're going to talk so much about, named Aza and Maxon. And she finally had her baby girl this summer. Her baby girl's name is Sevea Luce Viaclub. Sisney, welcome to Katie's Crib. Yeah! Guys, this is very exciting. I have to tell you, we have the incredible Sisney on here today. Hi. Hi, Sisney! Um, Sisney and I are fans of each other. We've done podcast swap roonies. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a fan of Sisney because those who are listening um, that don't know this story, when I was like, Oh, just such a struggling artist and was dropping off catering gigs at five o'clock in the morning and dropping off breakfast at photo shoots in L.A. I used to just listen to you and Ryan on the radio to get me through. And then I would like listen to you guys all day. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Sisney and Ryan Seacrest are the hardest working people in Hollywood. (laughs) And it's true. So we've got a lot of mommying to talk about. Oh, yeah, we do. Can you tell me how did twins happen to you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, was it? An, it's not an IVF thing. This is right. This was like you got pregnant with twins. It was not IVF. It was all natural, I guess. Gift from God. My grandpa has twin sisters. Okay. That is the only family connection that I can trace it back to. And they do say it skips a generation. So I don't know. Wow. Like, I'm the third of my brother and my sister. And out of all of our cousins, out of everybody, like, I'm kind of one of the last ones to have kids. And there we go. Bam. Bam. First, first, first set of twins in the family. Tell me their gender. Tell me what it was like when you found out it was twins. How did your husband and you take the news? Tell me all. When we first found out it was twins, my, my brain went to like, we're broke. That is a very <laughs> honest, good answer. I was like, how are we going to do this? We need to move. Yeah. We need to. I don't know. I, my brain just like started freaking out. I literally went to money, honestly. We were trying to get pregnant for a while. We had had a miscarriage earlier in the year and we took a break and then we were actively trying again. So I had just taken a pregnancy test. It was positive and we were scared, you know, because it wasn't like that joyous first time finding out you're pregnant. We were kind of like, we don't know what can go wrong. And then I just went about my life. You know, I had to go work in Vegas, I think a couple of weeks after that for our festival. And then I kind of started having like some... I guess I just started like spotting and I started thinking in my head like, oh my gosh, here we go again. How far along was the first time you miscarried? Was it was it before the 12 weeks? We miscarried at like six to seven weeks. So it's yeah. very early. Yeah, but still, you, it's horrible. It is. It's horrible, especially because it, it was our first time and we didn't know. I didn't even think that that could happen. I mean, I know it can, but in your head, you're just like, okay, let's start, you know, a registry. As soon as they give you a due date, you start to think about your life then and and how you're going to fit this in and what's going to happen. And you really start painting the pictures. So when you face a pregnancy loss, it's really, it's crushing. It's totally, totally. So you start spotting and what happens? I start spotting and it's right around five or six weeks. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, it's happening again. 
I'm in Vegas by myself and I'm in between working the festival and, you know, a few hours off to go get lunch and this and that. And so I walk to a CVS on the strip in Vegas and I buy pregnancy tests, tampons and water. (laughs) Classic. Nice. Nice. I don't know what the cash register lady thought when I was like checking out. And so I go back to my room and I take the test and it says positive. And so I was like, okay, so I'm still pregnant, but I'm still bleeding. I don't, I, you know, I'm just trying to get through the weekend at this point. Right. When I got back by Monday, I went to urgent care and they did an ultrasound there, but it's a nurse. She didn't tell me anything. I didn't have a doctor at this time. It was just so early. We hadn't even picked one. And um, that's it. I came home and waited for a doctor, quote unquote, to call me. You didn't even have like an OB to be like calling. Nothing. No. I mean, I had my um, like my regular doctor, but I didn't go to her because I went straight from work. So like I had worked that morning and then I just was like, you know what? I need a peace of mind. Classic Sissony. Just like quick. Who can I fit into my crazy ass <laughs> schedule to like check this out? You're like urgent care. Quick run. <laughs> urgent care. So um, that night my husband and I are sitting in the living room and he's on his laptop working from the couch and I answer the phone. I was like, it's the doctor. And she confirms we're pregnant. And I was like, okay, so that's great. We're still pregnant. That's good. And then she's like, I see two embryos. And I think I just blacked out. And I just was like, "Uh uh-huh. So that's, is that good? (laughs) I didn't realize, I didn't even think I knew the F an embryo meant. Like I just. Yeah, of course. It just was all happening so fast. She was just like, she's like, I'm pretty sure it's twins. We fell to the floor. We couldn't. And that's when I was like, we can't afford them. What do we oh do? Oh my God. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it wasn't even real, honestly. Like I still in my head was like, we could lose one. I sure. could lose all of, I could lose the whole pregnancy. Like until I actually went to the doctor and we still were so early. You couldn't even like, you know, maybe you could hear a heartbeat at six weeks, but I had to wait till eight weeks to see my doctor or meet a doctor. At that point, it was like that initial first hearing of their heartbeats was like, wow. Okay. It's real. Did you choose an OB that specifically works with twins? Did you have to go to anybody high risk for twins or anything like that? It was definitely something that I considered. Um, At the end of the day, we were just looking for someone that was in network of our insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, totally. Totally, yeah. You know, had good ratings, good reviews, and kind of just went there. We we actually had, um, I think, three lined up to meet, and we met the first one, and we loved her. We canceled the other two appointments, and we stayed with her. One of the questions I asked was like, have you ever delivered twins? What's your protocol? Like, well, you know, because some doctors won't deliver um, twins if they're not both head down. Some will. So we knew right away with her that if one baby was head down like my daughter was, and if one baby was not like transverse like my son was, then we would have to do a C-section no matter what. So they're fraternal. They're not identical. And fraternal means two eggs, two sacks, right? Two eggs, two sacks, two placentas. Two, holy shit, that's right, two placentas. Okay, so it's basically you're cooking like two completely individual babies at the same time. Exactly. So they hear each other's heartbeats and all of that in there, but they're not actually in the same egg sack. They're not in the same egg sack, no. Wow. Okay, so tell me when you got to the point when you found out, thank God, that they were both thriving your daughter is head down and your son is traversed. So your doctor makes the call that we're going to do a planned C-section. Is that what happened? No, I went into labor naturally. Oh. And then I, I didn't even think it was labor because it wasn't like painful, painful, but it was getting there. 
What did it feel like to you? Just like period cramps? On yeah, like I kind of felt like period cramps. But on mm-hmm. top of that, I was just in so much pain overall with the pregnancy. I couldn't walk. Like I was like, I'd take a step and it was excruciating pain. The whole time or mostly at the end? Say the last three, four weeks, probably the last month. At that point, it, I wasn't on bed rest, but I was, um, I couldn't go into work anymore. I was working from home. And right when I started my maternity leave, I think within that first week is when I went into labor and had them. Was it a planned C-section or no? That that day it was planned, yes. So okay, when I got went it. In, when I went uh-huh. in, I thought they were going to turn me away. I thought they were going to be like, mm, yeah, like you're, you know, you're, you're having contractions, but they're not close enough or they're not this. And like, I'll never forget it because the nurse just looked at me. She's like, honey, you're in pain. We'll get these babies out. And I was like, what? Like, wow. I could have came in yesterday. <laughs> oh, God. Hilarious. Great, great, great. So that was it. So they planned it for that. I mean, that was like 11 a.m. in the morning. We had them at 3.37 and 3.39 p.m. So they were two minutes apart. Yeah. Your daughter was came out first and your son came out second. Yes. And did you have names for them? Their names are Maxon and Aza, spelled A-I-Z-A, which is freaking awesome. Where is that Thank from? You. Where's Aza from? I'm, I guess I have my ancestors from Basque. My, my maiden name is Riadigi, which is uh-huh. Basque. Uh-huh. The name Aza, believe it or not, came from meeting Aza Gonzalez, the actress. <laughs> Amazing, but I love that. It's a beautiful name. It should be used more. I love it. She came in studio and did an interview with us. She spells her name with an E, Aiza. Uh-huh. Like everyone pronounces it Aza, but it's technically like Aiza. You're supposed to like have a little accent in her name. Sure, sure. And we just like spelling it with an A. And then when we looked up like the origin of spelling it with an A, that way specifically, it had Basque orange origin. So we liked that even more. Oh, I love it. It's really beautiful. And Maxon, where'd you get that from? Maxon is a very more modernized name. You know, it's kind of just like doing Jackson and all this. Sure, sure, I just sure. really wanted an X in his name. My husband's name is Alexander. His middle name is Alexander. His brother's name is Alex. So the, the letter X is like significant to us. Mm-hmm. And we had two other names for Maxon. Emmerich. And um, oh, what was it? Oh, an Alex, like Alex, but with an E. Alex. Ooh, <laughs> for those listening, looking for names, this is good. So those were the three names. And we were in the hospital about 30 minutes before I got my epidural. We decided on Maxon. I was like, I don't want to be drugged up naming him. Oh, that's oh, my God. No one ever <laughs> thinks about that. If you haven't gone in thinking like knowing this is exactly 100 yeah. percent the name, it's like. Oh, that's funny. If I'm going to decide when I meet him or her, I'm I, there's a chance I'm really fucked up. <laughs> I didn't exactly. even think about that. And I think like if we did meet him like and it didn't fit, then maybe I would have changed my mind. But I was really fucked up. And I like thought that was a fog, like getting oh the epidural my. and then being on with morphine. Like, I think they gave me morphine. Was your C-section scary? Did you get any of the shakes? You know, it was pretty standard, I guess. And one thing I didn't do is I didn't research C-sections, which I'm actually really glad I didn't. Yes, yes. And that's so not like me because I'm like a very like WebMD, go down rabbit holes on Google type of person. I guess I just didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, C-section, they're just going to slice me and bring the baby out, right? Like, it's right, fine. Like, right. But then my husband was like telling me like in the middle of the C-section, they bring out Aza. Uh-huh. And he goes to like, they have like the baby A, baby B little, you know, bassinet situations for them there. And they're weighing her and he's trying to take pictures and flash forward to the two minutes that already went by. Our doctor goes, okay, here's your son. He turns around and he's like, your insides were just 
everywhere. He's like, I saw everything. He's oh like, your guts God. were just like out on the table. Yeah, they basically cut open. They take your parts out to get down to the uterus. And yes. then they cut open your uterus and then they get the babies out and then they stuff all your stuff back together in, in layman's terms. <laughs> okay, but Katie, I didn't even know they did that. Like, yeah, but sometimes <laughs> people like to be, it's really like, I know so many women who wanted want to be armed with as much information as possible. And then right. I know a lot of women who are like, you know what? I don't want to know. I don't want to know one thing. Mm-hmm. There are people there who do this for a living. Yeah. Just tell me where to lay. I'll think about it when I get there. And I don't want to worry and stress about it. So you're not alone in that at all. That was probably it's like your subconscious protecting you knowing that you know what? I don't have to be a, be afraid if I don't know what to be afraid of. Totally. I think that helped because I wasn't nervous at all. I was kind of nervous about the epidural because you hear like, oh, it goes in your spine or whatever. But I don't even remember that pain at that point. No, you don't feel pain yeah. there at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't. I had epidurals with both my labors and I never even felt the epidural part. I was so like, please just make these contractions go away that I didn't give a shit about the epidural. Yeah. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease, with three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and a legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. 
With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I dot com. How long did you breastfeed them? I breastfed. Well, I never did like breastfeeding. Breastfeeding. That was like I pumped Great. and I get, yes. And I, what is that? Exclusively pumping. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at times when the, there was frustration or desperation or I didn't know what else to do, I would put them on the uh-huh. boob and the bull boob thing was not for me. I was never one of those people that was like, I'm all for it. Like breastfeed at a public place. Do you do you? Yeah, but it's, it's not just, for you. Not for Great. me. Great. It's not for me. I hated the way my boobs look. I hate the way they look now during pregnancy. They freaking change. And to me, they're so disgusting. And I don't even want them like out in public in front of anybody. Oh my God, I love you. You're the fucking hilarious. This is the best. This is the best. Yeah, so you're just like, I'm not doing that. I'll pump and I want to give them the breast milk for all of the good good stuff in it. But like, I'm not whipping a tit out all over town. Yeah, and I did that for three months. That's so long. I, right around my three-month mark, I started weaning You were like, and it was because please. I got mastitis at like two months, I want to say. So then you have to keep breastfeeding to get rid of the mastitis. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to get that again. And I'm done. Like my, Michael was very supportive and he was just like, if this is like, my mental state was way more important at that point than like trying to get them <sighs> breast Yeah, milk. so first of all, mental state is number one. For everybody Mm -hmm. listening, like period. The mental state, like you can't parent, you can't be there for your kids if the mental state is not healthy. And so if that means you are breastfeeding or not breastfeeding or weaning or asking an OB for help, whatever the hell it is, but you just got to get that part sorted out. Your postpartum experience with twins, did you have a ton of help at home? What happened? How was your mental state? (laughs) It was like a roller coaster. So, yes, we had a lot of help. My mom actually offered to move in and stay with us. And I declined. And I was just like, let us just like go home and get settled and, you know, yeah, be a family. I don't know yeah. what the hell I was thinking. I called her like day one. Like, ah! Are you still going to come? <laughs> totally. You were like, we're going to have this bubble of nuclear love. And then you were like, holy shit. Mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah. 
She was at the hospital. She went home. I think she spent one night at home, turned around and came right back to LA and was with us for four and a half months. So she moved in and that was great. We did have a night nurse. I think we started out with a night nurse seven days a week for the first month. So it was every night. (laughs) Dude, if you can, that kind of help. I mean, I couldn't imagine twins. I don't even know what that would be like. I don't even know. You know, I'll tell you what with the night nurse. And then it was my first pregnancy. So I don't really, you know, I didn't know any better. Yes, it was great to have that sleep at night, essentially. I still had to wake up and pump and or she would bring the babies to me to try to breastfeed and all that stuff. But it was just like, I didn't know any different. So to me, it was like super helpful. In my head, sometimes I felt guilty. I'm not doing enough. I should be doing this. I should be the one, whatever. And like my husband would like reassure me. He's like, you need to be like coherent during the day because she leaves and I leave for work. Or he, that's what he was telling me. I think that was one of the factors that added to my postpartum depression because I did get it and it was rough. Did you have postpartum depression diagnosed? Yes. I did too. Who was the first person? Was it your husband who was like, I think something's off and we need to seek help? Or did that occur to you? Well, I think I was already kind of aware of it, but in denial. So we were now home for a little over a week and it was Mother's Day weekend. I remember because we had my mom over and and just a few people over. We were in the backyard and Michael's, we were like laughing about something. And Michael's like, why do you look like a pirate? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I'm laughing. And he's just like, you look like a pirate, like, argh, like you're not moving your, like your mouth. And I'm like, what? I run to the bathroom to look at my face. My fucking left side of my face is paralyzed. Oh, no. Like Bell's palsy. No. Yeah. That was the starting point of seeking help, going to a doctor. And then I had to see a neurologist. And then I had to get a cat, a freaking my brain scanned. This is all like week two of coming home. Oh my God, <laughs> Sissy, Are you kidding? It was really, I'm going to get emotional talking about it no. because it was just like really tough. Like, and it's not like what I pictured motherhood to be, you know, like I thought like I was going to be this perfect mom and everything was going to be all over Instagram, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't exist. Yeah. And what's so cool about you being pregnant again, which we're going to get into is that I've heard anyone who's had anything sort of traumatic happen the first time around or something that they didn't like going their way. It's such an opportunity to, like, face it again and see how it can be different. But so you went and what was it? What was after all these things? It wasn't Bell's palsy, but it was it looked just like it. It ended up being multiple migraines that I was having Because I was so swollen from the pregnancy and so swollen from the delivery and just all of it, it was causing not the correct blood flow from my brain to my nerves in my face. Oh, my God. I had to get steroids um, within those that first month, but it had to be such a low dose because I was still breastfeeding. That kind of like started leveling out. My God, I started getting movement back in my face about a month after. I don't have any pictures with the twins that first month because I was, oh, if yeah, I do, you're... I'm like not smiling. I'm just, you know, I don't even mean it's like I work in radio. Yes. But my appearance matters to an extent because we do a lot of stuff, you know, on camera still yeah. and everything like, yeah, for you, it's like, yeah. that's and your you. money maker. Of like, course, of like... course. We're dealing with twins. We're dealing with <laughs> postpartum. 
And now my face is broken. And now we can't move half of our face. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's hard. It was it was a lot. It really, truly was. And then it kind of just domino like effect after that. I started getting behind on breastfeeding and I got uh, mastitis, which is like the worst flu of your entire life because you get a clog, which turns into an infection. Here's the thing. I waited three days before I realized it was mastitis because I'm a freaking idiot. Like, mm-hmm. Michael was like, who did you let in the house? Someone came in with the virus and gave you the flu. And I was like, I don't know. And then it was until like day three where my freaking boob was like on fire. And I was like, oh. Well, you learn when you get there. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. thank God it sounds like you have a very supportive husband, mother, yeah. team of people. So did you finally go to a therapist or a psychologist? No, I know. And I never I never went to a psychiatrist oh, okay. or a therapist. I just went to my OB and then I, the neurologist. And then I was just on pills after about, well, actually, before I went, when I, by the time I went back to work, I got off of them. Yeah, low dosage and they're very safe for breastfeeding. Thank God. I was so freaked out about going on medication. Same. But honestly, I, I'm so grateful because I was up Shit's Creek, man. Like I was such an emotional wreck after my daughter. Like I was having panic attacks and I was I was crying all the time, like for no reason, like nothing was wrong. My baby was healthy. I was healthy, but I was just really crying a lot and feeling overwhelmed and having panic attacks. What did you feel like? I mean, you were dealing with the whole physical thing, too, which is insane. Right. But I was crying a lot, too. I honestly didn't have um, the the connection with my babies. I I would. And because my mom was living with us, I remember like you know, during the day. And this was like Michael stayed for the first two weeks. And it was great because that's right when like we found out about the my face and stuff. But I just remember like being alone with my mom with the babies during the day at the house. And like my mom is just like playing with them and like singing to them and like singing her Spanish songs and like all this stuff. And I was just like stare at them. I did not feel connected at all. I felt numb. I felt out of body. I felt Mm -hmm. not like myself. I was like a zombie. Yeah. And so I knew I needed to talk to my doctor at that point. And and then the face thing happened. I don't I honestly can't remember like how it all happened, like what day what. But like it was just all within like that first two weeks of like being home with them. People who are listening, you know, you can go to your OB like I was talking. I have been in therapy for like 12 years. So I was talking to my therapist the whole time. And she was like, I think you should go talk to your psychologist and see if you might need to be on be put mm-hmm. on medication because mm-hmm. I think you're not doing well. Like I was already at week six and she was like, you've been trying to dig yourself out of these feelings for six weeks. You're still uncontrollably crying. You're still having panic attacks. You just don't yeah. need to struggle like this. You could be enjoying it more and you're not. Is there any plan in place in case that happens with your daughter or are you just like, you know what, let's be open and like see how I feel yeah, I think that's kind of my plan. Like the, the Aries in me is just kind of like, I'm going to be fine. And like, you know, and you, went, you might be. I mean, that's what's like so the crazy about these, I am. these hormones, though. Like there's no rhyme or reason. It's it's not like a person. It's like literally some people react to childbirth and meeting their baby and they've never felt the love and the connection and the happiness yeah. they do. And that's not everybody. It was not my case mm-hmm. at all. And it was worse with my second than my first. But you don't know how you're going to react this time I around. I have no idea. In my head, I'm like, oh, it'll be different because I was like such survival mode with the twins that I think that that was part of the reason why I didn't have that connection. Because I was like, my my attention and my love was split between each one of them. Oh. And I was just like going back and I forth. I can't imagine and it. it. 
you know, I never had the time to like really kind of just like nuzzle them and like lay and like, I mean, I would, but it wasn't as soon as I did that with one of them, the other one started crying. And so I had to put the one that was already asleep down and then pick up the other one. And it was just Holy a nonstop shit over, you know, revolving door. Yeah, since- <laughs> Baby's crying and pooping. <laughs> yeah, because one baby poops like 14 times a day. So if you add two babies doing that, that's absolutely bananas. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. It's all you. With lightweight construction and technology that smooths, shapes, and supports, these silhouettes are designed to conform to your curves for a natural-looking fit. Experience unlined perfection with the Invisible Lift Demi Bra, a style that moves with you and is nearly undetectable under clothes. Or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Unbelievable and unforgettable, there's more to explore when it comes to Body by Victoria. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44. That's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease, with three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and a leg room that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident that you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including a standard digital key, an available panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander.
Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. First of all, you're pregnant. How far along are you at the time of this recording? Right now, I am 20. Gosh, I need to look at the calendar. I am 26 weeks pregnant. Wow. Wow. So next week, we're in the third trimester. Yes. It's one. It's one it embryo. One. Did you want one or the other? Did you care since you Honestly, already had? Honestly, I wanted a girl. Yeah. I yeah. was preparing myself for a boy because I just was like, you know, stepdumber goes my way sometimes. And so right. I was just like, it's a boy, it's a boy. And so I was so thrilled when we found out it was a girl. Oh, um, I just so like, sweet. I have a sister. I want Aza to have a sister. Not that like, I don't want Max to have a brother, but I don't know. I guess I'm selfish. No, it's I'm with you. <laughs> Girls are the best. I'm with you. Like, I'm just so I'm so happy. And I'm happy. actually really happy that Max is my only boy. Like, I the love I have with him is so special. And yes. like, I don't want to have to share that with another son. You know, it's like, it's like, that is my That's my your boy. boy. That's your boy. Mm-hmm. So you're about to go into your third trimester. I feel like you've had a great pregnancy this time around. I mean, it must feel oh so gosh. different being pregnant with one. Is there less swelling? Is there less eating? Is there less symptoms? Or is it like you're pregnant, you're pregnant? All of the above. I haven't experienced any swelling yet. I'm way more active. I was scared to move with the twins. I was just like, I don't want to like rock the boat. And like, I was just so scared. I was considered high risk. So I was told not to really truly exercise that much. She was like, walks around the neighborhood. That's pretty much it. Um, and I still didn't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. But with this one, I'm working out a lot more and I'm like active. I feel a lot better. You were on my podcast. And I remember I was like, I don't want to jinx it because it's going so well. Yes. I shit you not. Two hours later, my doctor calls me. No. My results for my glucose screening, which is like the glucose that they screen for gestational diabetes. You have to fast for it. And like, it's just a nightmare. You get to, they take your blood every four hours for like the whole day. It came back inconclusive. The lab messed something up. And somehow the final two tubes of my blood work could not be tested because they clotted. And she's like, you need to come back and do it all over again. So then I'm like trying to find the time. And like, I broke down. I haven't cried in like forever. And I like broke down last week. And I was just like, good, let it out. I cry. I let it all out. And I was just like, it's not fair. But I'm also like, it is what it is. It could be worse. At least everything else is healthy. Right. And I know I could probably, I could tell Ryan in my work, like, hey, I need to take this day off work so I can go do the screening. But like, I'm not that type of person. Like, I'm a workaholic. I don't want to rock the boat at work either. And so I were like, what are my options? And she's like, I don't want to fast and I don't want to do this thing, this test again. She's like, the other option is you 
monitor your glucose testing at home by pricking your finger four times a day for a week. And we just take those results. So that's what I'm doing. So you're pricking your finger four times a day. And you're going to find out whether or not you have gestational diabetes yes. within the week. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. And then I didn't realize, and I did a lot of research on this afterwards. I didn't realize that this is an option. Like, if you don't want to take that sugary drink and do all that, then you could do this and it's the same exact result. I didn't know that either. That's awesome. I feel like that's so great. Women, pregnant women hate that glucose test. Some, I, it wasn't that hard for me, but some people yeah. like it's really bad. So, okay, you're feeling good. You're feeling much better during this pregnancy than with twins, understandably so. This time around, are you scheduling a C-section again or are you going for a VBAC, which is a vaginal birth after cesarean is what that stands for. Are you interested in that or are you like, forget it? Um, I am going to go for a VBAC. I don't know if that's a crazy thing to do, but... My doctor thinks that that I'm like a good candidate for it. The only reason she wouldn't do a VBAC, she said, if for whatever reason, my C-section was like cut the other way, which I didn't even know why they would have to do that. And I guess in an emergency situation, but everything looks normal for me to do a VBAC. So we're going in that direction. I'm terrified of it because I don't know what it'll be like, but I know that that's the natural way to have a baby. So. Well, it's it's really, you know, what's crazy is you've already had a C-section with twins. You already know what that experience is like. You know what that healing was like for you. And, yeah. and, and honestly, you know, some people say a vaginal birth that afterwards healing isn't as bad, isn't as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what's great is it sounds like you have a great doctor and you'll go in there and try. And I mean, the only thing I know about VBACs really is that if the C-section scar has anything off about it, they they really don't want yeah. to do it because it could rip again or or something could happen. But, exactly. if it, but if your C-section and your uterus from being cut has healed up pretty well and can take it, I know a lot of people who've had v- a successful VBAC. Did you have both of your kids? I had both vaginally? kids vaginally. Um, I tried my first kid to have a C-section. I asked. You did? <laughs> yeah. Well, I really wasn't. I was like terrified of like a vaginal birth. I was. Okay, I me fe- too. I was terrified. I was scarred when I was 13. God, I hope they don't do this in schools anymore. But when I was 13 in biology class or maybe younger, maybe 11, they showed that horrifying miracle of life video to our school where it's like a woman with a crazy 70s bush births and they have a camera really up close. And I was like, I'm never doing that. Like that looked absolutely terrible. And I've been terrified my whole life. I, I when I was pregnant with my son, I never like watched birthing videos and thought it was like this beautiful thing. I was like, I'm scared. And I talked to my doctor about it endlessly. I was like, I really think I want a C-section because I'm scared. And my doctor said, look, Katie, if we get to the end of this pregnancy and your baby's measuring huge or you're still feeling really afraid or he's not head down or there's anything, then we can talk more about a C-section. She said, but I have to be honest that if he's head down and measuring, you know, he was small, he was six pounds, 12 ounces. She was like, I just think you're going to be happy to to attempt a vaginal birth because the heal you're going to go back to work and your healing will be much faster you'll be mm-hmm. up and on your feet and going in like a couple days versus a c-section which sometimes can be challenging on the healing end of life 
It really is. The C-section is because, and also then they give you pain medication. So you almost don't even realize like how bad it is. And that's what like Michael's like, you shouldn't be walking around this much. You shouldn't be really lifting the babies this much. And I'm like, I feel fine though. He's like, it's because you're on pain meds. Like, and then it wasn't until I was off of them where I was like, holy crap, my stomach, or at least where the incision was, was numb for like six months. Yeah, it's it's major surgery. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck just to get what you want, that we're safe and you're in good hands. Next question. Your twins, they're three. How is it going? My three-year-old is kicking my ass. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think you almost might have it harder than I because they have each other. They feed off of each other in a, in, in, a, in a way. So it's like, if we're going to bed, they're both going to bed. So they have a buddy that like is also going to bed with them. Like, even if they don't want to, mm. we have tantrums. We have all that stuff. We have, my daughter's way more passionate than my son is when it comes to all that stuff. And she does the throwing her head and on the ground. And, and it'd be for something so like, you know, stupid, like she didn't, you know, she didn't get to put the toothpaste on her toothbrush. Yeah. And and melt, like meltdown. a total meltdown. <laughs> They sleep in the same room. They got their own beds. And do they wear the same outfits sometimes on special holidays or pajamas? Uh, you know, yeah, pajama. We're big on pajamas. Like, if not the same, like he has the like a you know yeah blue, yeah turquoise a version, version of pink, yeah version. sure sure sure. I loved matching them when they were babies. I loved it, and it was so far, hard for me to find outfits actually that weren't super cheesy. I didn't want him like matchy matchy. I just wanted him like it, like him in a black shirt and like little jeans and hers to be like in a black dress with like cute, cute. boots. Stuff like that, like nothing crazy. But um, even to this day, I still kind of do. I'm going to match him as long as I can until they refuse. Have the twins picked up Spanish yet? So, yes, I would like to say they're bilingual. Um, they understand Spanish completely. Every now and then they'll they'll give you a sentence in Spanish or ask for something in Spanish. But I would say the majority of the time they speak English to us and to our nanny, who our nanny speaks Spanish with them 100 percent. So does my mom. So does my aunt. Like all family members do. Awesome. And they totally understand it. I wish they spoke it a little bit more, but um, they will. That's that's on us, too. It's like my husband and I don't speak Spanish to each other, but we we do speak it. How would you describe you and your husband's parenting styles? Are they similar or are they different? I think they're pretty similar. We kind of see I, he's a little bit more tough sometimes. And I'm more nurturing, I think, when it comes to like the meltdowns and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm easy. I cave faster and I'm like, OK, we'll just come here and let's let's try to like, you know, hug. Yeah. Hold, you know, count to four. I always say like count to four when they're just hysterical. And, just like, One, two. and so and you just like deep breaths, all that stuff. And he does that, too. But he's way more like I don't know how to describe it. I think he's a little bit more strict than I am. I think every couple has one that's more strict than the other. My husband's definitely more strict, definitely far stronger when it comes to boundaries. And I'm just yeah. so much more of a hippie like, oh, whatever. It's fine. But what's what we always do is we. And what I've heard is so important is that you always have to both be on a united front in front of them. Thousand percent. So like even if if my husband sets a line and mm -hmm. I don't really give a shit one way or the other, but if the line is you're not getting that right now, I have to get on board with the line my husband has set. It, exactly. As soon as we start to undermine each other in front of the kids, they smell out 
the week link, <laughs> which let's be honest, my three days already knows it's me. Like when my husband says no to something, Albie runs right to me and is like, mom, but can I have TV? And I'll say, yeah, like whatever. It's fine. Adam's like, I just told him no. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I didn't know. I'm changing my mind. Dad said no. But Adam's like, Albie, you cannot run to mommy and ask for something because I said no. Like this is the new shit show that we're dealing with. I love it. Um, yeah. How do you feel like carving out time for both of them, like one at a time? Do you get to do that? Like, do you spend time separately with your daughter and your son? And then how, what are your plans going to do that when you throw a third in there? I know it's going to be crazy. So we're still uh, keeping our nanny, which Mm -hmm. we need, obviously. My head's kind of spinning with what I will like try to do. But um, with them, I do carve out time separately. My husband does too. And we can feel it. I think it was last weekend and he was just like, hey, he's like, I really think like we need to like separate the twins this weekend or something. I was like, fine. And so he had Max in. I took Aza. She and I went shopping, went to Home Goods and like, yes! went to Starbucks. Oh, I like, love you know, it. And just kind of like had a mommy daughter day. And then I otherwise I'll do I'll full flip it and do it the other way around. And also, I think it's so important if you're a twin parent to have them have separate time. I separate them like constantly. I was like, okay, it's time for, you know, to have alone time. So Maxon, why don't you play in the room? And Aza, you play in the playroom. And then they, they play separately for like an hour, you know, because they just go at it all, all day long. <laughs> That's such a good practice though. Cause my son, you know, he was solo the whole pandemic. And I was like, we've literally created a monster. But I don't think that makes a difference though, because it, they fight over stuff. And I'm like, Aza, when you go to school, you're going to have to share. She's like, no. Like, oh, yeah. I'll be what? so You'll... pissed. I was like, figure it out on your own, sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just started school three weeks ago. And I'm like, this is the greatest shit ever. He came home like day three, a kid had bit him. And I was like, yeah, see, life is <laughs> hard, man. Mad. No, I was like, life is hard. Well, first of all, I heard a great thing years ago, which was like, if the head of the nursery school is saying that there's no biting or hitting here, they're lying. Okay. It's just not possible. And it's not like a bite bite. I mean, the kid is two two and a half and they rip toys from each other and he like put his teeth on my son. There wasn't even skin broken. Kids are scrappy, man. Tell me how your kids reacted and how you told them that they you were pregnant and that it's a baby sister coming into the family. Um, no reaction. They were too young. (laughs) They, I mean, I honestly didn't even try to make it cute or try to do anything exciting um we waited until we were in our second trimester mm-hmm. and um and i was starting to show a little bit i started actually starting to show early with this pregnancy we just kind of told them that there's a baby in mommy's belly and i don't even think they understood it um they know it's baby sisters they do know it's a girl i will i do remember this and i don't know if i'll ever forget it but it was so my one of my best friends came over and he brought the baby these like ridiculously small little like pink baby Jordan Nikes or whatever um, shoes. And there's like, they're such pointless shoes because like they, you know, you don't put shoes on the babies. Yeah, I know. We have all these little baby shoes. I'm like, (laughs) we're never going to, all she wears is barefoot or a sock. I know, I know, I know. So it's just, it's funny when people give you gifts and they don't have kids. Yes, yes, totally. It was one of those. And so I brought it into the house and it was just on the counter and Aza looked at me and she was just like, are these Aza's? And I was like, no, because they're pink. You know, it's like she automatically associates anything pink is going to be hers. Or, and I was like, no, this is for baby sister. She's like, so this is not for Aza. And I was like, no. And it was like the first moment of like, 
her realizing that like not everything is going to be hers that's girly or that I guess I don't know. I think this is so meant to be though because you've said to me before and when I was on your podcast your daughter is a very is a much stronger personality in terms of like getting what she wants she's driven she's very yes. like that. So I feel like this is so great that she's going to have a baby sister for her. And so great so for too. the baby sister to have her older sister. I think so too. It'll teach her to share, but then it'll also give her the opportunity to boss somebody around. Yeah, like it's both. She's going to have to find middle ground. She's going to have to like boss her around. And she's also going to have to have compassion and empathy for, you know, a little sister. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for women who have multiples? Ooh, advice. Don't be afraid to ask for help, especially early on, because you don't need to tackle it all yourself. When people would come over, they'd be like... Can I help? Like, you know, I was like, I need to take a shower. Like, can you just walk? Can you watch them? Like, right. I just want to go take a shower. Right, right, right. Or right, can right. you help me with the dishes? Like, it's that type of help that you that you need. Yeah. Not, oh, let me come over and sit on your couch and just, like, take pictures of the baby. I was like, no, we need, like, help. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of just important to let them uh, both have their own identity. I don't have identical twins, but we took a twin class, Um when I when they were first born and it was like at four months old, you could start the class and it was all twins that were around that same age. Mm-hmm. And it was just twin parents. They, you know, give you tips and tricks throughout raising them in the first three years of life. The instructor really encouraged parents that had identical twins not to dress them alike. And I thought that was interesting because she was just like, you really want them to have their own identity. And if they have, if they're constantly being compared to or be like look exactly the same even clothes wise it does something to their mental state i don't know but i was just like yeah, oh, that's, yeah i understand that i could see that you know yeah it would be hard for me because i don't i think i would want to still dress them alike you know <laughs> well you're also not battling the identical thing they're already different because one's a boy one's a girl do you know what i mean yeah. so like their makeup is different it's like yes. it's so interesting Do you have any tips or tricks for moms when your kid has a tantrum? What do you do? I liked the one, two, three, four thing. I thought that was really helpful, and I haven't heard that before. Tell us about that. I just, you know what? That's so funny that you say that because we, my husband and I, it's an inside joke. So my nieces and my nephews um, are, you know, my my brother and my sister are a lot older than me. So I I have a a nephew who's, gosh, he's 17 years old. And then the youngest is the youngest is 10. Wow. So we've been through the baby game with nieces and nephews for so many years before we had our own kids. And one of them, one year, I don't know, are watching this little show and this, there was a song. It was just like, when you're feeling frustrated, take a deep breath and count to four, one, two. And then so my husband and I, we didn't even have kids. We would always say that to each other, like just jokingly, like when we were trying to get in fights with each other and it has stuck. And now we pass it along to our kids it's so (laughs) brilliant so your kids have a tantrum and you say everyone take a deep breath we're gonna count to four which is really good for you too because it regulates you Mm -hmm. having a reaction to the tantrum yes and if that doesn't work because it doesn't work every single time i i'm a firm believer in letting them have the tantrum and look we've been in a pandemic and we're home like it's not about an embarrassment thing of being in a public place and them having a tantrum so I let them cry it out. And if they're still kind of not coming back to reality, I say, hey, why don't you go and have some quiet time in your room? Why don't you just go? And, I, and I'll let them go and cry in their room. Great. And they'll half the time they'll just come back out maybe five, 10 minutes later and they, they're fine. 
I love that. I think that's super helpful, letting the kids just have it. Because honestly, you can't get through to them while they're in it. No. This was so helpful. Sissany, parenthood is... And then what do you think? (sighs) Parenthood is a roller coaster. Woo! That's one we haven't had yet. I love it. Thank you, Sissany, so much for coming on Katie's Crib. It was wonderful to have you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode of Katie's Crib. And I want to hear from you. Tell me what you think, topics you want to talk about, guests you want to have on the show. You can always hit me up at Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com. Like, subscribe, and tell your friends to listen to Katie's Crib. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Discover new technology and endless comfort with Victoria's Secret's number one collection, Body by Victoria. With over 3,500 five-star reviews, see what all the hype is about when it comes to their best-selling styles. Their latest innovation features lightweight construction that provides support where you need it without an ounce of padding. Experience unlined perfection with the nearly undetectable Invisible Lift Demi Bra, or comfortably reduce your bust line by up to one inch with the Invisible Lift Minimizer Bra. Available in cups A through G and bands 30 to 44, that's 43 sizes in 22 styles. Shop now at your nearest Victoria's Secret store and online at victoriasecret.com. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy... Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.